This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less. Today's show is a doubleheader. Greg visits with Monty Brown. Monty is the pitmaster of trash can cookers. Monty was also the very first SCA world champion when it all started back in 2013. They're going to talk steaks. They're going to talk about trash can cookers, the team. Let's jump right into it. Here is Greg and Monty from April the 29th, 2014. All right, my next guest is a competitive barbecuer and currently the reigning steak cook of all the land. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome first-time guest and pitmaster of Trash Can Cookers, Monty Brown joining me here on the show. Monty, how are you, buddy? Well, I'm doing pretty good. How's everybody else doing tonight? Uh, everybody in Cleveland, Ohio, is uh, rocking out. No pun intended. <laughs> All right. Uh, so a uh, bunch of different stuff that we can talk with you, Monty. I've actually been uh, looking forward to talking with you probably for, uh, well, damn, uh, I don't remember when the steak cook-off was, but it, uh, it's probably coming up on a year here uh, sooner than later. Uh, back in May. We're going to go back again. So. Hey, there you go. All right. Um, now, as far as... You know, background in cooking, obviously, uh, we have the steak thing we can talk about. Uh, you're a competitive barbecue cook. You know, just in general, are you somebody that uh, had a family and, and friends that were really into uh, backyard cooking, uh, or is this something that maybe you decided to get into a little bit later in life? No, actually, back uh, back in 1991, my uncle used to go do a wild hog cook-off down in South Texas every year. We always went, and... I went there every year. It's just a one annual event. And then back around 2002 or three, invited me to, to cook a couple of them. They got an extra spot, you should say. In 2011, there was a couple of IVCA uh, guys there that actually cooked the event. Got to visit with them, and then they turned me on to the actual sanctioning, you know, sanctioning event. So. It was uh, turned on from there. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm showing my ass here. Uh, well, perhaps no pun intended. But what is a wild hog cook exactly? A wild anything. It's it's a basic basically a cook off that you cook anything wild hog any any portion you want to turn in from a wild hog. Like uh, one with the with the snout and the and the teeth on the side. Oh yeah, snout, tusk, however you want to do it. Really? It's uh, yeah, straight wild hog. Wow, is that safe? Oh yeah, we're cooking it. Wow, it'd be all right. You heard about it? Now, is is the better part of that the fact that uh, you you also are tasked to go out and hunt one, or are they provided for you? No, you actually bring it to the event. Wow, that's outrageous. So if you if you couldn't go out and hunt one yourself, Uh-oh. then you better know some buddies that know how to do it or catch one, trap one, however you want to do it, and. Make sure you got one before you go. Monty, we got to st- put together the wild hog <laughs> sanctioning competition scene of, uh, of all time. Thing would be, we would have a TV show in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? It's pretty interesting, too, because they're pretty lean, so you don't have as much fat as you do on a, on a domestic hog, but 
yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So aside from the the wild hog stuff and obviously the steak and the competition barbecue, are you into any other uh, competition food events, or you pretty much uh, stop at that gamut? No, pretty much right now all I do is your uh, your sanctioning events as far as barbecue and then steak cook-offs. That's where I've kind of landed right now. How do you come up with the name Trash Can Cookers? When I first started doing sanctioning events, I originally started with the homemade offset pit, went to one event, uh, teamed up with my father-in-law there for a little bit, and we tried it, didn't work. I mean, it was just feeding the fuel. I mean, it wasn't insulated. It wasn't anything fancy. It was just a all-day deal, just trying to fuel that thing. So got to reading a lot about UDSs, and uh, that's how I became trash can cookers when I bought those three uh designed them, fixed them, you know, it's pretty much everything's online, how to, you know, how to create them and, and make them work, and they're pretty simple, and that's how I started, and that's where the, the name came from. Monty Brown is my guest, Pitmaster Trash Can Cookers. Uh, Monty, are you mostly an IBCA cooker when it comes to the, the sanctioned stuff, or will you, you get out and, and do some other sanctioning bodies as well? No, I'll do any sanctioned body that there is. I'll you, go anywhere. Do you have a... Yes, IBCA, Texas Gulf Coast, you name it. Wow. Do you have a, a particular favorite if you had to choose between them, or it doesn't matter? Well, IBCA is more centrally located around me, so that's my choice as of now. I love KCBS. We're slowly getting more of them down here. And, uh, I mean, those, those those are my favorite. Now, uh, Texas Gulf Coast is working on a few new things, which is going to be interesting, and hope it works out, and I'll be starting leaning more towards that from, you know, from here on out. Have you seen the competition side of barbecue grow since your time in the sport? Like, are you surprised that you have seen uh, so many uh, clubs and organizations and uh, other sanctioning bodies just kind of show up all of a sudden that uh, did you, did you think that when you got into it it would be as intense and as growing as it is currently? No, I mean there there was cookoffs we used to go to when I first started that were average, you know, 15 to 25 teams, you know, you'd have your several that were 75 to 100. I mean, now I mean it's they're pretty much all consistently over, you know, 30 teams to 50 to, you know, now we have those invitationals and different things that they put on now that, you know, we're getting 150 teams. And so it's it's grown a lot since I started. And it's exciting because that's that's my favorite part. You know, you get into a big contest with a, a bunch of teams. That's where you feel like you can make your stuff shine. And it turns into a whole different game then, too. You know how how you make your stuff taste cold and what it's going to taste like cold and it's I'm excited about it. It's it's just gotten so huge. I'm ready. You know, you, you just mentioned something, and I, rarely do we kind of talk about it, except uh, maybe a few times. But it is really important if you're going to be a good competition cook, and it sounds almost uh, counterproductive, but. You have to be able to have your food taste really freaking good, either lukewarm or cold, because typically that's how the judges are going to taste it, right? Exactly. It could be, you know, that first table gets it. It's nice. It's, you know, it's pretty hot yet. And then go the next round, 
It might not be so. This is IBCA too. You know, you're going through different round of judging. So by the time you get to the final table, it's already been through four rounds of prelims, let's say. Then you get to your final table. Well, it's already cold. That box has been opened up, you know, 30, 40 times. It's it's already cold, so it's got to taste good there too. Monty Brown from Trash Can Cookers is my guest. Uh, Monty, if I could, we uh, kind of transition over, uh, and I'm a little, I'm going to be a little uh, indulgent here on my own. Uh, let's talk. About, let's talk about steak for a second. I mean, it's. Okay. I mean, I love steak like nobody's business. I could eat steak for dinner, breakfast, and lunch every day of the week. Um, different I cuts. It. I mean, I I love every single cut. Well, I'm not a big fan of uh, fillet myself. I think that's uh, way overhyped and it's it's pretty bland flavor wise. But any other uh, cut, I'm I'm down with. So. When we talk about the uh, steak cook-off that you were uh, able to win last year, um, how many times had you competed in that uh, particular uh, steak cook-off prior to, to taking the win? To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. Hey, before we get to the second segment with Greg and Monty, are you following the Barbecue Central show socially? It's very easy to do. It is very much appreciated. It is probably the single most important thing for this show in these days of social media. Over on Twitter and Instagram, it is at BBQ Central Show, and it is slash BBQ Central Show over on Facebook. Take a second. Give the show a follow. All right, let's jump right back into Greg and Monty Brown from April 29, 2014. How many times had you competed in that uh, particular uh, steak cook-off prior to, to taking the win? In that particular steak cook-off, that was the, the world championship. That's your, where you gain your world title. It was my first year to be there. Wow. And I had a rough experience there at the beginning. When I got there, we, they give you so many steaks, you know, to cook for public, depending on the size of your pit. And then... Uh, you get so many tickets to do whatever you want to, or you can go try other steaks or not, or you use those tickets for the extra steaks that you have. And I did some practice runs right before turn-in, just trying to tweak it down. And we had a bad experience. I mean, I was actually getting people in my steak to, here, just try this, taste it. And it came out so bad. It was, it was, it was pathetic. It just turned out real salty for some reason, what have you. And then the one steak that I had keyed my eye on the whole time for my turning steak, I put it on there, got it going. It was looking good, made my decision to keep it and turn it in. And sure enough, it was uh, the World Championship steak. Wow. Just like yeah, that? Yeah, great. <laughs> Evidently, if you're uh, taking World Championship steak on. So obviously the, the question that everybody's going to ask me to ask is if you would be uh, at all open to uh, kind of laying out your uh, steak cooking process. I mean, we talk to pit masters on the show uh, each and every week. Uh, some of the, I guess what some would consider to be uh, the top steak cooks out there in the country right now. But of course, uh, nobody can really lay claim to that better than you. You have the title to prove it. How do you think is the best way to go about uh, cooking a steak? And as uh, perhaps as, as a uh, preface answer to that, are, is your competition steak cooked differently than you would normally cook it in the backyard or is it kind of one and the same? 
I actually do my steaks this way in the backyard, and it's a it's a method that several people have used. I don't know if they've used it in comp or not. I'm a huge reverse sear fan, so I like to take my steak, put on a nice slow heat at about 220 to 225, and I'll bring that internal temperature up to that steak to about 100 degrees. Then I pull it off, tray it, let it sit get my grates, you know, grill grates are the hugest thing for me because I'll get those and I can sit there and temp them. I get them up to 700 degrees, basically put them on there for 45 seconds, quarter turn, 45 seconds flip, and do the same thing again, and you're sitting there pretty much right at medium for turning steaks. Now, we like them medium rare, but I mean that's how, I mean, it's that simple for me. And I just, I'm a huge fan of reverse here. That's, that's my biggest thing. So in, in the competition itself, it, it does have to meet a certain temperature specification in order to be legal to turn in? For most steak cook-offs, yes. All your sanctioning steak cook-offs are all medium. So 135, well, 140 to 145 right in there is where you want to, you know, where your target temp is for those steaks. And then, of course, at the house, you cook them how you want them, but. How many steak contests are there that you can take part in? I believe right now there's about 40 throughout the year. 40? Yes, oh. and it's growing. Wow. Since SCA took it over, it's just starting to starting to grow. They're starting to get the association built up a lot bigger and better, and it's it's coming along, and they're, they're doing a great job, and it's, it's going to be huge. And it's so easy, you know, for anybody to get into because you don't have to have much to do it. I mean, it's a one-day event. You roll in, take out your Weber, cook your steaks, pack it up, and you're done. Wow. You go home. There's no overnight. Like, what's a, what's a payout if, if I win a steak cook-off? Just in, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be the, the top or the bottom end, but just in general, like, what's a, what's a winner taking home? Uh, generally, at the, at the World Championships, you take home $4,000 for that one steak wow. they provide. Then you've got several down here that are a thousand dollars each, you know, for for grand champ. I mean, for first place steaks. Yep. Uh, so the payouts, it's great. And then for SCA, they provide all the steaks. You just pay your entry, which is generally one fifty to two hundred. And it's just a one time deal. And roll in, roll out. There's no overnights. There's no extra expense. You don't have the big trailers and. You, know, you can actually throw everything. I went all the way up there in the bed of my pickup with my Weber grill, and, and that's how I did it. Yeah, and you can yeah be, of course, I got a hotel room, but <laughs> hey, I was actually loving it. <laughs> you can be a world champion by rolling in in your pickup truck and you leave the same day, and you don't gonna have all that other stuff like that's you do with the uh, like it's being so popular in the competition barbecue circuit. Uh, Monty, do you have a favorite cut of steak? If we were gonna go to the butcher, what do you uh, what are you picking out? How thick is it gonna be? What do you like? I love ribeye steaks, inch and a quarter to inch and a half. Can That's you can, can, can you go too thick on a steak? Could you? I mean, I, I like I'm inch and a half minimum, and I'll go to two inches if I'm feeling uh, robust in the appetite. But can you get too thick? Does it become I more like a roast at some point? I, I don't. Well, I've never really gone more than two inches. Uh, I you know I usually you know inch and a half that's eh, kind of where I stay at, but with the reverse sear method, 
you can't really go wrong with it. It's just how long you have to leave it in there to bring up that temperature real slow. And then you'll see it when you cut into it. It'll be just perfectly all the way through to the middle, and you'll just be loving it. Now, when you win, uh, you know the the World Stake Championships. Is that something that you are uh, potentially able to immediately parlay into the Monty Brown uh, World Championship Steak Cooking classes and, and make a little extra cheddar on the side with the neighborhood people um, and so forth? I actually don't have any classes. I haven't done any of that. Uh, haven't looked at that. Haven't looked at selling my rub. I haven't uh, experienced any of that yet. I've just enjoy cooking and just want to go and compete. I love competing. It's just been something I've always done from back when I was in high school and junior high rodeoing and stuff like that. I just love to compete. So I've been very fortunate enough that I've had a lot of people help me and I just really have not gone out there and tried to sell anything yet. And I'm just kind of enjoying it right now. You said you were going to be heading back to defend the stake title this year? Yes, we go back to the World Championships here in uh, May. I think it's 17th, 16th, 17th we head out. Uh, we're going to do a uh, – it's an awesome event this year because they're going to bring back the previous 24 World Championship state cooks, and then we're going to have our own competition, wow. and then we're also going to compete against everybody else that's going to be there. So it's really going to be fun. And that's going to be exciting to compete against all of the previous world championships in its own private event. Where is that held at? Magnolia, Arkansas. Wow. Magnolia, Arkansas. So you're going to be heading back down there to, uh, A, do like the uh, Tournament of Champions, and then you're going to also do the uh, that year's state cook-off event looking to uh, defend. So uh, this is Monty Brown, uh, again, the reigning state champion, also pitmaster of the Trash Can Cookers Barbecue Competition cooking team. Uh, Monty, really appreciate the time and the uh, the tips tonight. Thanks for doing it. Hey, no problem. There he is, Monty Brown, Trash Can Cookers. And that's today's show from April 29th, 2014. If you want to hear the rest of the show, head over to thebbqcentralshow.com. There will be a link in the show notes to take you to the complete episode. There's some other interesting guests in this show. You might want to check that out. There's always interesting guests in all the shows. Hey, if you want to find something out, you're looking for information, try the search feature over at thebbqcentralshow.com. There is 11 plus years of shows. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of people. There's a lot going on. Check that out. I'm blown away by it sometimes. I just can't believe what I learned. Greg's going to make me a good cook someday. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.